Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, and our mates at supercoachchampion.com. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back, and we're nearing the end now of these uh, sort of team. Whatever you want to call them, quick team fire pods. reviews. Quick fire pods, that's right. I forget they're called quick fire pods because they ain't that quick, Corey. But uh, today we'll have a look at Port and uh, Richmond. And uh, as usual, mate, before we do that, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube at Supercoach Elites. The YouTube videos will be back uh, very, very shortly. Um, bumps, I love it. If you have a look at the quick fire pods all the way from when we first started, when we first started doing them, it probably would have been about three or four years ago to now. Um, uh, the time that, you know, our podcast used to be 15 minutes for a quick fire pod. It was about seven minutes each team, all the way out to about 50 minutes on average now. So uh, they will not change their name. They'll refuse to do it in two seasons when we're an hour and 15 minutes long. They'll still be a quick fire pod. Yeah, good call, I would have thought. Very, very good. Today, Port Adelaide and Richmond. Oh, bombs. Mate, what can I say? I'm excited about today. Are you really? Oh, fuck oath. Port Adelaide and Richmond. Well, super, I can't tell super, if this is just the opposite because you haven't been that excited all pre-season and then we've just turned out minute after minute. So I don't we, know if this is the opposite because this we, is the one I'm not excited about. We were having a bit of a chat off air before. Um, and I was having a bit of a whinge about, uh, you know, Marshall going down and now, you know, calf injuries and everything else we've got to deal with, with, you know, Neil and Dangerfield and it's in the air. And you just said, what well, you know, one little sentence to me, mate. You said, well, this is super coach. It's back. Yeah. And, and I said, now it feels like super coach. If you want to quote me, Corey. Um, I don't because... want to quote you. I, oh. just want to, I just want to put words in your mouth. You want to paraphrase. Right. Okay. Well, what I said, because I like to quote myself, Corey, you know, having a few, fair few tickets on myself. I said, well, now it feels Couple. like super coach. Because the injuries are flooding through, and we're all in fucking disarray. We're all fucking hitting panic buttons, and we're just like, shit, what do I do now? Yeah, absolutely fucking good, Corey. Fucking good. Hey, lucky I've got you to talk to during the preseason bombs. Guide me on the right direction. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, let's, God forbid, yeah, you sort of would have had to speak to Brett, Corey. You <laughs> might have been in all sorts at that point. They would have ended up with Trelaw. He's probably not even going to play round one or some shit like that. Can reveal. I've actually got uh, a copy of Brett's team on me, actually, oh, Corey. fuck. And I don't know if we'll run through that at uh, the, uh, the end of this podcast, maybe for the listeners who might be interested in how he's going to fuck himself up this year. God, legit hates. He, he always says he's going to take Supercoach serious. I'm telling you, he hates it's it. Not as bad as um, I would have thought, but there's some uh, questionable um, strategy in terms of um, his, well, where he's sort of you know throwing money, I would have thought. Always. Do you reckon that's just a bit of a throw you off the scent kind of thing? Well, I'll tell you what. We, I actually said I spoke to Brent, and, I, and uh, he actually invited me to have a super coach study sesh. And it's a true story. Yep. He said to me, he showed me the team, and I just laughed at his team pretty much, and I just said, fuck, cunt, like, you've got no idea. And he was just like, I need some help. And I was like, no worries. Let's let's tee up a sesh. He goes, yeah, he goes, I wouldn't mind having a chat with you. I'll let you know when I get off work. Corey? It's been about 36 hours since that conversation. He might still be at work, I reckon, because I fucking haven't heard back from you. Surprised it wasn't 36 weeks, to be honest. Oh, shit. Guy is absolutely useless. Um, Look, let's get going. Port Adelaide and Richmond. Let's go to your rookies. Who do you like? No, well, this is about the only thing I like from Port Adelaide is the rookie. And his name's uh, Lachlan Jones. Corey, you heard about him? Well, Lockie Lock- Jones. Lockie Jones. Give me the backstory. There's a lot of people uh, picking him. Al Jones, big Liam Jones's brother. 
Yeah, you know, it was funny. I thought maybe Carlton traded him for a split yeah. second there. I thought, gee, what's Al Jones doing down at North Melbourne? Thought there might have been an error, but no. He was pick 16. Now, Collingwood actually wanted a piece of him, but they decided to go match a bid um, in that whole academy crap sort of system that they are. Uh, well, that they just do, don't they, Corey? Yeah. Um, now, Lockie Jones, he's a big-bodied, medium-to-small-size defender. Um, now, they really rate his ability to intercept, and they rate his uh, they rate his pace, um, and they rate his booming right foot kick, Corey. He actually played in um, – he played some Sandville-level footy at the back end of last year um, as well and was very, very impressive uh, through that. I think at the end of the day, if, um, if you've – read anything about any of these rookies that people are starting to pick um and you know Lockie jones being one of them because he is popular popularly owned at 42 percent. so they're onto something here the community they think they already know about him they must be following in following what put Adelaide have to say about him but they've all but said like yes to round one i think Corey. so at 139 800 i'd be uh slotting him in there pretty quick smart they obviously think they've got an issue in defense because they've brought across a lear lear Corey. Um, and it was evident, I thought, at times last year that they pretty much fucking hated Tom Cleary for whatever reason, and um, Tom Jonas refuses to match up on the big boys, so they might be doing some shuffling around in their defence there with Aaliyah Leary coming in, and, and I reckon Lockie Jones um, will add to that kind of shuffling that's going on. So if you or if he is not in your team already, I think he needs to be there at this point of the year. Yeah, he'll probably be... Um a D8 or D7, just one of those players that'll tick over and, and do the job and you slow burner and you'll eventually get rid of him. Hopefully puts oh, up one crazy slow game. Slow burner? I think the opposite of that. I think he could average 70, Corey. Yeah, but you're always very optimistic. You reckon every rookie you've got this year is averaging 70? Well, the ones I pick, Corey. Yeah, so. that's it. No, I don't, look, I, I do like it. Um, I do have him uh, in my team at the moment. Um, but I've gone with Jackson Mead, my friend. No, young, I like that one too. The little meatball in Jackson Mead. Um, he's, look, he's not a big fella. Uh, he's got a bit of size to him, though. He's ready built, ready for AFL. Uh, should should get a game this year, I think. He'll uh, he'll play. He probably won't play round one, but Jackson Mead will come into that Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide stage at some stage. I think he'll play off a high half forward flank. Um, probably, you know, have a little stint in the midfield. Not going to set the world on fire, but I think we've got one there uh, with Jackson Mead and uh, uh, Lockie, almost said Liam Jones and Bombs, and Lockie <laughs> Jones as well. I think um, I think Port will give us two this year. Yeah, no, no, you're not wrong about Mead. I'm all for that one. And, um, yep, 100% will debut and play senior footy at this um, at some stage this year. Just not sure whether it'll be round one. So um, he sits at me. He sits for me. What's that, M10 at the moment, just uh, on the pine there, just doing his little thing. And, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully he just gets named round one for our sake. Yep. Yeah, not bad there. You bid for us, sir? Fucking put it late off and nothing but rookies, I think, this year, Corey. And so the mid-price uh, is almost a do-not-touch, and his name's Darcy Byrne-Jones. Now, you know my love yep. sort of for this high, guy here. High, Very, very highly rated by the man himself, the Bombs Express. 82, he averaged last year, Corey, um, which some people might have thought, fucking, that's not enough. Well, it probably wasn't because he went 87 the year before that. So he's not going to do any worse than 80. Um, the question is, can he go to another level, though? It's uh, It was all Australian, wasn't he, last year? And, and that might have caught a few people by surprise because I suppose when you live in a super coach bubble, Corey, sometimes people just think, well, fucking, he's not averaging 100, so he must be shit. Yeah. I think that's what happens sometimes when you're too focused on your fantasy football. But 
you don't you you don't miss these words here. He is a fucking serious player. You know the concern I had with him last year was he had two tons from every single game that he played. You know all seventeen, and they two of them all well sorry both of them were um in the last three rounds of the season. So um I expect that that won't be the case going next year because he's a good user of the ball. He's got good pace about him and Blake can defend and win a one-on-one contest. So um, I think he will improve his average, but um, probably not going to be top of his line this year. Yeah, look, I don't mind. I'm not going to pick him. Um, I'm surprised that there's not as much love for a couple of the other boys out there. And uh, you went to... Uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones, because I'm Connor Rosie, my friend. Yeah. No, no, uh, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, yeah, 377. Now, I've had a dead set good look at this. I, I, the price, I, I probably wanted it to be about 40 grand cheaper, to yep. be honest. Um, but I think Connor is about to explode onto the scene. I think he's about to become a serious midfielder. They wanted, who was the dickhead they wanted last year to become a midfielder? I've got no idea. Dan Houston. You know, Dan Houston oh, talking yeah, in the preseason. Um, have you seen the size of Rosie recently? No, he's bigger. Yeah, a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot bigger. So he's put on some serious size. Um, and I just think he's at the 40-game mark now. I don't know if I'm going a season too early on this statement, but Connor Rosie wouldn't, it would not surprise me at all if he was the Jai Simpkin of last year. Would not surprise me if he became a hundred point average player. Is it a season too early? Because that's what people thought were going to happen last year. So maybe the season too early was last, was last year and this year is the yep. year. The one thing that I do like, sorry to cut you off, the one thing I do like is that you've seen midfield minutes last year, which is where you start to think, okay, and, and not drastic midfield minutes, but there was a lot, you know, up. And I, I like trajectories. I like my trajectories to be going up. I like my arrows to be going up. Like pattern, we like things going up. Um, and I just oh, think, I think that this is a man. I don't know if it's going to be him or Durzman. I think Durzman is going to be suited to a wing. I think he's, you know, 400,000 top price. But I, I, I got a feeling that this is going to be the one. And I'm going to watch this space closely. I'm going to, I'm going to monitor Port. I'm going to monitor Port's intra-club game. I'm going to monitor the games they go play with other teams. I mean, he kicked five the other day. That kind of means nothing, sorry, in the intra. Um, I want to keep an eye on what they do, what they do in the preseason. I'm alarmed I've only got one. So this is probably why I'll avoid it early. But Connor Rosie, I, I shit you not, is a player that I'm seriously considering up forward. If it means, you know, with these budget cuts of Marshall getting injured and trying to get Gorn and um, Grundy and Proust going down and, and all of that, uh, that could be one that I do look at. He scored three tons on the year last year. Yep. And two of them were the first two rounds of the year. And you remember everyone was like, fucking, let's go grab him, let's grab him, let's grab him. Do you remember that? And I think there was a uh, there was an elite set. Oh, didn't Joel? I think Joel went Joel did go get him. Yep. snapped him. He was my first pick in our keeper league with, um, you know, because we only play eight sort of keepers. And I snapped him up with my first draft pick. And I thought I was fucking on top of the world at that mm. point. But I can assure you, Corey, uh, the peaks were very high. Mm. But the lows... They were equally as low. And um, and for me, being burnt that hard last year, there's just a sniff about it. Again, It's I feel like it's the same kind of statements, the same kind of buzz. Um, and at the end of the day, Corey, Sam Walsh, greater than sign, Connor Rose. So for me, um, I'm not going to go anywhere near him this year. I, I don't do not think he's worth the risk. At yeah. that price point, at that price point, if he's not guaranteed to make money, look, 
He dropped his average by 10 points last year and the year before. He had, what, 77-odd in his first year and it was, what, 67-ish. Wasn't it the other way around? Wasn't it? No. Oh, was it 77 down to 70? 77 down to 70, is it? Yeah, yeah so give or take 10 points. Um, he's dropped his average. And now you can talk about, you know, second-year blues. But what people always kind of say, fucking second-year but. The, I don't know if that's a thing because there's many a players last year who had an incredible second year. Oh. Bailey Smith, fucking Sam Walsh, and the list goes on from oh, that think, kind of draft. I think that second year blue crap is gone in that, you know, 2010s era kind of thing where play like the boys that come into the system now are fucking heaps bigger and read, more AFL ready. So, um, you know, I, I don't think they get found out as easy. One thing I've just gone and done, Bumps, is because I like this kid. I, lo- I like Rosie, and he reminds me a lot of a young Dangerfield. He does. Um, so <laughs> no. go on and have a look at Dangerfield, mate. We're, we're a season too early. So we're, we're, we're going to pass on it this year. But there was so much more buzz, I think, about Dangerfield. Oh, I think of course it, there was. You just knew what was it yeah. was going to happen with Dangerfield. I don't think you know with Rosie because his threat up forward is far too great to just inject him purely as a midfielder. And that's maybe why we saw five goals in a fucking practice game. Um you know, well, in the intra club or whatever you want to call it, he, there's a lot of Robbie Gray about this. You it's know, he's of Robbie Gray. He might him. be, you know, he might be sort of, you know, up there and in contention most years. But how many years is he actually top of his position? They might be few and far between. Xavier just straight on a wing this year, you reckon? Dersma. I couldn't give a fuck about Dersma. Nah, that is just, the most irrelevant fucking player ever. Just ask him. Do you think he just goes and plays on a wing? Yeah, yeah. Well, fucking send the, he can t- he can take his fucking bow and arrow and shoot himself out there, Corey. What I, give a I just think you talk about fucking overrated football. He's a fucking potato and a half. That oh, guy. I love Dersma. Do you? You know why? why? Because he you fucking know why? shakes shit and shoots an arrow. Your ego is that high that you don't like it when someone else has a little bit of strut and a little bit of pizzazz about him. I have to say, Corey. You've got to try talking, and fucking bring him down. If we're talking FIFA 16, FIFA 17, <laughs> the bow and arrow move was my move after fucking every goal I ever scored. So that's you know that? why. You reckon he yeah. stole it? He's fucking, he's absolutely taken it from me. He didn't get fucked. Do you reckon maybe you swapped him? You, won, you, you know, you come up against him in a fucking oh, game Oh, I probably beat him 18. Yeah, you, saw 18 you absolutely bow and smashed him and he liked the yeah. bow and arrow. So yeah. I'll take that. I'll tell you what, if he introduces a little soccer kick or pass into his routine before the bow and arrow, I know he's speaking about me at that point. <laughs> there you go. You're primo, mate. No, they don't have one, so I'm going to refuse to talk, Corey. They're all shit. Wines, boat. Look, they're not shit. They're just not super coach relevant. No, they're very good footballers. I have to agree with that. But they are not. I mean, come on. We're not fucking selecting any one of these poor guys. I mean, they got no... Rosie, if he breaks out, would be the closest thing to a primo they would have, and he's priced at 370k. Mm. You don't think Boat can do it again? Nah, fuck no. I haven't thought Boat could do it for a long time. You know, the one guy that can do it, the one guy that can do it, Corey, though, and, you know, you're probably going to understand why I'm raising his name. As soon as I say his name, you're going to be like, oh, fucking not again, Bombs. Tommy Rockcliffe. (laughs) Mate, you got got to leave that in 2017, 2016, whatever the fuck it was. You've got to let it go. What? You've got to stop trying to do, stop stop whipping a dead horse, my friend. It's done. (laughs) Why he's, are you laughing? His super coach lifespan is finished. But why are you laughing? Well, he's just not a super coach player, my friend. Do you know what he averaged in the last eight games of the season last oh, year? Oh, here we go. Yep. 132. Oh, there you Corey. go. I'll pick him. He he only didn't ton in one of them where he scored an 80. 
But these are his scores in the last eight. Now, don't forget... Now, the Be first careful five, here, because we'll finish this and you'll end up having Tom Rockliffe in your team. Yeah, look, more than likely <laughs> when I listen to this uh, tomorrow, Corey, I'll be fucking straight on it. But from round... So, he played the first five games, copped an injury, whatever, went out of the team, uh, came back in round nine, and I didn't count round nine in this. I probably should have, but he scored 103 in round nine, 134, 104, 80. Now, listen to how he fucking finished, Corey. This is what might excite you. Um... 126, 110, 119, 142, 144. And then if you even have a look at the, the final series, he pumped out another 122 and 99. Yeah. The, the bloke got back to actually touching the fucking footy and tackling. Because if you look at his tackle numbers from round nine onwards, he would have averaged double than what he averaged in the first part of the season. He had 10 tackles, 15, 5, 6, 6, 4, 9, 6, 3. He was tackling again and touching the fucking footy. In shorter quarters... He was getting 30-plus touches as well. I'll give the reason why you and listeners cannot pick him. Yeah, no, no, you tell me. It's the injury. What's the injury? It's injuries. injuries. He's he's too injury-prone. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, you got that right. Thank you. (laughs) I thought you were going to try and argue somehow. No, 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 no. no. I'm not going to argue that. And I'm not even arguing that he's a fucking, he's a relevant super coach kind of pick. But when you've got someone, do you average 130 in a season? Yeah, yeah, 133 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, when you've got someone who had the ability to do that, and let's face it, he only I've got his stats up now, Corey. He's only averaged over 114 once in his career. It was the year he averaged 130-odd. That's a good season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a great pick, um, but the way he finished last year kind of was like, phew, yeah. He's, he's kind of back. <laughs> yeah. But you, you just can't do it. You can't go to that well again. Good players don't. don't forget how to find the football. No, they don't. Not not the contested ones anyway. Uh, your do not touch. Who was your primo, mate? Oh, fuck. No, I was on the same boat as you. They're shit. They got none. Mm. I, like, I would have said Scott Lysette, but you can't touch it. Like, <laughs> I, And that's what I mean. Just They're shit. fucking shit. they got blood hams now. They're, like, they're just, they, they don't have a primo. You know, yeah. no one's taken the risk on Dan Houston after the shit he served up last year. No one can trust Ken Hinckley. Ken Hinckley's a piece of shit. I don't want to hear anything else. Um, they're just a football team. They're a football team. They're not a super coach team. They're a good football team. Yeah, I think you got that right there, yeah. Corey. I'll tell you what, those Zach Butters, who's um, listed as a Ford, though, averaged the 87 last year. Um, you know, he, he could go another 8, 9 on that. He's one that I like. I think he's going to be the best out of... And I think even if you wind back to pre-season podcast when we announced Rosie Butters and um, and Dersma, yep. and they, they, I think they might even had one or two others in that podcast, I, I was pretty comfortable when I said in that podcast, Corey, uh, I thought Butters was going to end up being the best, and they, Port Adelaide, thought he was clearly the best. And yeah. um, he did average 87 last year, and yeah, and I think he might have been injured, actually, in one of those games pretty early. So I think if one of them... Um, you're going to get to the top of their position this year. It's going to be Butters or Rosé, but the problem with them is that how stacked the forward line is. It, um, yeah, it just becomes incredibly hard to see that happening this year. Um, your draft selections, but yeah, oh, they they offer great because they're they're all your eighty to nineties. Yeah, and yeah. even like their primos of you know, well, their primos we consider Boak, Wines, Rockley. If they're all ninety to hundred at least, 
as well. You know, so they've got some, um, they're a real kind of draft relevant team. You, you might end up with a fair few poor players. Yeah, my do not touch is Ollie Wines. Yeah, and I'll have the exact same one as yeah. you there. People will look at what he done last year and think, oh, good player here. But if you if you dig a little deeper, it was all or nothing. It was a really a 150 or 50 mm. kind of season from Ollie Wines. And um, yeah, that sort of stuff might win you games, but it's also going to make you lose every second week as well, which is yeah. not ideal. He's that attractive name that people just, they tr- kind of remember that, you know, first season or second season, whenever it was. Um, the other thing with the, the reason, I was going to go a little bit broader, I was going to say the whole Port Adelaide midfield is you, you just don't know. they got so many pieces to the puzzle that they can do anything on any given week. Yeah. You know, it's not working. Robbie Gray, let's go put him in the midfield. You know, set him up forward. Yeah, it's, they, they play, they're a very strategic team, I think, the way they play football. Um, and they play football to win matches, not to win my super coach game. So. Yeah, very cool. Yep. Um, your outlandish statement. Um, Port Adelaide will not make the finals this year, and Hinkley will be sacked by round nine. Can they sack him? I don't see why not. Fuck. They want the payout. <laughs> they can pay him out. Yeah. They can do what they want, can't they? Yeah. Did you see, um, now, you talk about a bit of pizzazz, Corey. Oh, fucking, if Hinkley is not the leader of the pizzazz, I'm not sure what he's. I have to admit, though, I like the confidence Um and I like the message he actually sends out into the uh, into the media. He says, no, we're fucking right up there. We should be winning flags right now. And you're fucking 100% correct that if we've lost one or if we, if we you know, fail again, then that 100% is another failure. I fucking love these kind of messages. I'd love for them, you know, my footy club to have someone at the home like that who's just fucking really clear and direct yeah. about you know, what the hell's going on? None of this fucking, you know, PC fucking shit and none of this fucking, um, you know, temper expectation and all that shit. No, just fucking say it like it is. And his players love playing for him. Yeah, and you know yeah, what? Bro? Because he puts fucking pressure on him too. Fucking good on him. He's got balls. And you know what? So does Koshy for that matter. Uh, my outlandish statement is uh, Dan Houston plays a full season in the midfielder and becomes a number one defender at Supercoach. <laughs> Hashtag one year early. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> uh, jump across to the Tigers. Yeah, well, we kind of have to. Yeah, well, we don't. We could just wrap it up there. Well, they have won three of the last four flag scores, so they probably deserve some sort of respect. There you go. Uh, who's your uh, cash cow, Wallace? You think I might have done some research into a Richmond cash cow, and I did. And you know what I discovered, Corey? They have none. It was more of a chance of me fucking fitting into a really tight Superman outfit tonight, Corey, I would have thought. There's there's fucking nothing. I mean, people are like, well, fucking, there's Thompson Dale. Well, if fucking he's anything like his brother, well, just fuck him off. Don't even worry about putting him in your team. Problem um, is, they're, just, they're still sitting in that prime premiership window that you can't really see anyone getting in. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. They drafted another Rioli, and you know what that means. They win the flag. Well, virtually, isn't it? Uh, within three years of drafting a Rioli, every team's won a flag. Yeah. So, so you can fucking almost pencil them in this year or next year. They're going to do it again. And I'll tell you now, for the 17% of teams who have fucking currently picked Morris Rioli in your team, by picking a Rioli, it wins you an AFL premiership, not a fucking super coach season. The bloke's not debuting. He's, and if he did, what's he going to average, 17? That'd be stupid. Take him out. <laughs> It's fucking heaps of forwards to pick from at the moment. Two touches and the most exciting play you've ever seen, another Rioli. Oh, well, Corey, and you know what? If Cyril was any indication, he might score 104 from those two touches as well. Um, 
I'm going to go with RCD, Riley Collier Dawkins. I don't think he's going to debut. Every year, but yeah, we had, we've had him. Yeah, there's always the hype around him. He's going to be the next big thing. Um, I, look, I'm like you. I don't even know if he'll debut this year. I don't even know that. You know, I don't even know they'll select him this year. It's, it's kind of tough because you have a look at the mid-price names, yeah, and the players that are just missing out on selection sometimes. And yeah, we had Jake Arts last year. He's still going to be one of those players that sits on the fringe. Sydney Stack, um, Josh Caddy, Jack Ross. Uh, who's the other? Who's the Josh other Caddy's midfielder? finished, bro. Um, who's the other midfielder? Um, they got another one that comes in and out. You know. Baker, the one that was linked like, to Carlton. Yeah, they just one. they all play their role, and they all like they're 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 a fantastic twenty two, and I just don't see anyone kind of making their way into this team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, you mid pricer. Um, oh, fucking talk about controversy, Corey. <laughs> Toby, Nank the Tank, Curvis. You're thinking. I can, I can already hear the listeners. They're cringing already, Corey. They're, they're probably tuned out. They probably signed off the podcast. They've cancelled their Patreon. They've gone. Now, if we've signed up to listen to this fucking idiot here speak about Nank the Tank, then surely we're better off spending two bucks on fucking spring rolls. <laughs> Fair income, Corey. You probably only get one and a half, would you? <laughs> now, do you know why I bring up his name? I don't know. You tell Ivan me. Ivan Soldo, Corey. He's gone the whole year. Is he really? He'd done the ACL, remember? That's right. On the eve of the finals, he'd done his ACL. Now, you know what Nane Curvis came out and done when when he wasn't around? Yeah, 110 or something like that, wasn't it? 111.7 was his average with with no fucking Ivan Soldo. So, 442, he's no chance to be top of his line (laughs) because even if he averaged 111 on the season, Corey, he'd be fucking still 20 points off Gorn and Grundy, I would have thought. Um, but he, he presents value. He presents as someone who I think is underpriced. He averaged on a total last year of 82, but like I said, it was um, 111 without him. And if you count the final series and um, all that kind of jazz, Corey, his last three games uh, – sorry, no, not the – um. What am I talking about here, Corey? Was it the final series? I can't remember if I put this in there or not. It was the final series. His finals, his last three finals. You're the one telling the fucking story. <laughs> I'm the man with the stats here, Corey, but I didn't write down exactly what the stats were. I had to double cross them. But look, I've come back with a vengeance here. Yeah, very good. Um, his last three finals games, all of which, um, you know, Richmond won, all of which Ivan Solder didn't play, average 134. There you go. As well. So, look, draft sleeper, I reckon. And I think you can actually go deep, um, keeper league, draft league, regular kind of draft league. People are going to see fucking Nank. They're probably going to forget fucking his, Ivan Soldo broke his fucking leg. And um, and you're going to you're gonna get a guy there quite deep who could, you know, average 90 to 95 on the season. Yeah, He was um, somewhat relevant before Gorn and Grundy became, you know, the biggest ticket items... Uh, that we've ever seen in our lives because yeah. he was able to average 98 in one year. Um, that was back in 2018, though. Well, there you go. So, yeah, yes, I'm just more of a uh, draft sort of That's all right. You don't have to pick him, but we still have to talk about him. I'm a little bit annoyed at you, but... Why? You wanted him? Oh, you've just overlooked the biggest mid-pricer lock of the season. Well, if, do I have to get up and leave the podcast? 373k defender. See you, mate. This man 
is the GOAT. And it is Noah Bolter. Now, Bombs, I know you're not there, so I'm just going to talk to myself right now. There is no better player in the AFL than Noah Bolter. When we talk about charm, charisma, pizzazz, looks, muscles, it is all Noah Bolter. And I think it is time that he becomes a serious elite midfielder. And if you don't have Noah Bolter in your team right now, you're kidding yourself. So, um, I hope you're back, Bombs, because I need your premium. No, Corey, I'm back, and I assume you spoke about Noah Bolter, and uh, do you remember what happened in Keeper League last year when I transferred him in? Yeah, yep. He went like, I think it might have been back-to-back hundreds or yeah. something close to that. He came in and then scored, it might have been a 30-odd for me, um, and me and him have just never had a good relationship ever since. That's because he's always over here. That's <laughs> just freaking, he's just fucking doing the dirty on me. Um, yeah, you want my premium. Oh, fucking, there's only one, isn't there? Yep. And he should be virtually owned by... Oh, Bolter. <laughs> oh, let's talk about fucking Grinch. Now, seriously, though, if I've got to hear... I want a fucking contract written up that if I have to hear about that fucking dickhead through virtually every week of the year, that I'll get some sort of get-out clause here for free. Um, Dusty, Corey, back as a Ford. Was he a Ford last year? Uh, nah, no, he was mid-only last year, wasn't he? So back as a four. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't keep up with where Dustin Martin's positioned now, on a year-to-year basis. If no, you... he was a forward last year, I think. No fucking idea, Corey. I mean, yeah. that's how distant kind of last year feels to me. If you um, round up his averages, so, you know, say he averaged 99.5, you round that up to 100, right? So if you round up all of his averages since 2013, he's never averaged below 100. Yeah. Um, in that same period of time... How many games are you going to miss since 2000 and uh, sorry, yeah, 2013 onwards? How many games you missed? Two, five. Yeah. Remember, he flew fucking interstate for two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, three games through injury in eight fucking years of football. Oh, and one of those players that remember that there was that period that he was almost going to miss every week. Did he? Yeah. And he just played through them all. Yeah, the ribs or something, wasn't it? Yeah. And so. Here he is, um, never averaging below 100 in that time, only having three games missed with injury, two personal reasons, which we can't foresee happening again, but three only missed with injury in that same period of time. At 540,000, to me, it just begs the question, why do you need to think about that? Yeah. He's the cheapest of that premium kind of bracket that we know is going to get triple figures. He's cheaper than um, Danger. He's cheap, cheaper than Dunkley. I mean, he's cheaper than Marshall. He's cheaper than Sidebottom. He's fucking morals this year, isn't he, Corey? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, you know what? You might you know might remember Bombs. Oh, Bombs fucking always talks about he starts the year shit, fucking this, fucking that. Who cares? He's only 540. It's, yeah. not, it's not like you've got to pay 620 not, this yeah. year. And that's it. So normally when you're having a look, and normally when you're rambling on about that, it's the reason you're doing that is because you're planning on picking him up. You know, you can pick him when up he's at 500. 5 to 520. That's not happening now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be... Even if he ever, even if he has a poor start to the year, what's he going to bottom out at? Fucking four ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Don't be stupid. Pay the just pay the sixty grand overs and hope fucking someone like Dangerfield drops to five hundred k. And not to mention he's going to play Carlton round one. He's probably going to kick seven. Like, well, he hates playing Carlton, Corey. 
Yeah, it does he? Because his last two scores against Carlton are 109, 126. So. Yeah, but he hasn't come up against the <laughs> Sam Walsh yet. That's the problem. Uh, there you go. Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, and Zach Williams and Adam Saad, who's going to take 200 points from that game as well. He's fucking... He, he'll be lucky to score 27 that game, honestly, Corey. Um, but yeah, look, I, I agree with you. I hate this because I agree with you a lot lately and it's pissing me off. Um, <laughs> Probably because you've done no research, Corey. No, nah, no, nah, it's still, I just agree with you. He's one of those ones, I was telling you before, that I had two of my four, or I had one in my forward line, Marshall, and it was the other one was Dustin. The, the, they hadn't moved, both of them. They just sat there the whole time. I hadn't even looked at moving them. We've got Dusty at such a fantastic price and, you know, it's a, it's a year-on-year basis that, Say Dangerfield and Dustin Martin are both six hundred thousand this year. Like you're still probably picking both of them. Like you've got that discounted price, and again, he may start slow, but he also might not. And I, I just I remember last year not I traded him out when because it was last year that he did he miss a game. Was it last year? No, the last year he missed one. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, and I traded him out on that eve of that game to get the. Because you were worried it was going to be multiple weeks yeah, as well. Correct. Right? Yeah, correct. You so were like, like, yeah, ribs. That's never one week. Yeah. So I done it to get the win. I remember I brought in Josh Kelly. Remember. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I did. I did him to Jai Simpkin actually at the same point. Yeah. So he um he I lost my train of thought there. Um. Yeah, and he popped. And I remember, sorry, in the back end of last year, when, when I come up against him every single fucking week, it's just like, you're looking at Dustin Martin, he's had 18 touches and kicked a goal or two, or, or even less, he'd have like 14 touches and two goals at this stage, and he'd be like, oh, all right, he might be, you know, a bit low, or, or or no goals, or whatever it was. And he just, he'd finish on a fucking 100 to 120 every single week. Yeah, he... Season. Probably didn't do it as much as you thought he done, I reckon, last year, Corey. Um, three scores above 120 on the entire season. And what, what was the range between 1 to 120? Because that's what I said. Four. Another four on top of it. So only four games between 1 and 120. Three games above 120. So that's seven. Yep. Out of 16, the other nine must have been under 100. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't expect that to happen again. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I mean, I think that's a little bit to do with Richmond's kind of game style because he kind of finishes always with similar kind of stat lines at the end of each game and yeah. no one in the Richmond team often actually just scores outrageously good. Um, you're not getting Dusty fucking scoring 120 like he done three years ago, whatever it was. I fucking remember that so-called fucking he's the greatest ever footballer, fucking this, fucking that. Fuck off. Anyway, um, but what you will get is someone who will average triple figures, someone who will play every game and at 540... Um, and someone who will be top of their position um, as well, Corey, for average and overall points. So I think you just pay 540 and just looking at the ownership in the forward line as well. So there are five players who are currently um, high, more highly owned than Dustin Martin. Uh, is there really? Well, I'll tell you who they are. Nakai Cockatoo, oh, which is fuck, understandable. Oh, <laughs> Tracy, which is the Ruck Ford 102K, yep. so he's sort of owned in the Ruck. Um, James Rowe, after the Adelaide podcast, people listen to me, Corey, so we're up to 43% people you're, you're own fine him. Here, Bombs. Finlay McRae, <laughs> Corey, as well. Um, and the only other premium that is selected more than Dustin Martin is about to lose all 48% of his ownership, and that's Rowan Marshall, because he won't be there round one. So oh, um, it seems like the community has... Um, they're sort of brain screwed in and I imagine there'd be a fair few of those people who own Marshall that may not even own Dusty and you know Marshall to Dusty is fucking like 
this like the most obvious thing you could do if you didn't have Dusty already in your team. There you go. Um, your do not touch. Uh, Trent Cochin because people want to touch him every year. Um, and not sure why because I feel like he's going to average like sixty or seventy because that's probably all he's good for. Um, you know, he averaged eighty-two in the season, and this is the one I think he you get late in drafts. Um, particularly Corey, and you see Trent Cochin's name there, and you just get sucked into it every time. You're like, yeah, fuck, yeah, it's Cochin. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Man, the bloke never averages. I'll have to bring up his stats, but I can't remember the last time he's averaged like over 95, to be honest. Yeah, oh, he's a long way away um, uh, um, from what he was. Oof, he hasn't averaged above 90 since 2017. Yeah. Was oh. the Brownlee, what was the Brownlee year? Nah, it was 20... Well, it was whenever fucking Watson yeah. fucking jabbed himself, wasn't that was, it? That was ages ago now. That was about 2012, I want to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Nice and early. Um, look, Misses a lot of games too. I'm going to go a real ballsy one here, but it's Basher Hooley. I like that as well. Yeah, I don't. I just, I think the best of Basher is well and truly behind with that running carry. Um, oh. Hashtag Jaden Short as well. Yeah, Short's there. It's... I, I just think that I think a lot of people are going to not a lot of people but I think people are going to look at Basher and think about what he's done in previous history and and, and you know he's not going to wind back the clock bombs I'm, I'm a big one you know winding back the clock kind of guy he's just not going to do it um, just let that one go to the keeper there is so, so much value down back the primos there are great they just let Basher go he's averaged Above 95 once in his career, Corey, and that was 2019 when he averaged Is that it? Yep. Fuck, I thought it was a lot more than that. Well, ignore 2019, ladies and gentlemen. It's not happening. So it's a great do not touch. Yeah, and he misses games. Oh, yeah. You have a look at his games played since 2016, 12, 18, 13, 19, and 9. So Never. Not even over 20. You definitely do not touch it. Yeah, don't go near that. But to be fair, before that, I did give you a portion of stats that were probably good for your um, theory there, Corey, because before that, he missed two games in five years. <laughs> oh, there you go. I could have, have run that one. Um, outlandish statement, my friend. Um, well, they drafted Rioli, which means they win the flag again. Is it outlandish? They've won three out of four, though. It's probably I don't know not. If that's possible. But... Yeah, that's probably not outlandish. Well, Jaden Short, because fucking huge Jaden Short fan, Corey. Yep. Um, it'll become a, a top defender, even though we didn't speak about him. But... Um, it wouldn't surprise me a huge amount if someone like that averaged 107. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's got he's got it kind of everything in that arsenal, doesn't he, to become mm-hmm. that kind of player. Yep. Sure does. Um, Noel Bolter will be the number one scoring defender on season's end. Well, if one year... Do you want my outlandish statement now as well? Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> fucking if one year you get one of these Noel Bolter... <laughs> I'd fucking borderline streak and... Turkey slap Noah Bolter in the middle of the MCG. There we go. <laughs> I'd said borderline as well. No guarantee to do it. Beautiful. Plus, to be fair, I'd need a stepladder and fucking probably your dick wouldn't even reach his face to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not packing a pattern. Um, <laughs> anything else to add on this pod? No, thanks, mate. Yeah, it um, wasn't overly exciting, was it? No, there's shit teams. These are actually two shit teams. In terms of, there's, there's actually, I mean, the rookies that are named round one are relevant. And Dustin Martin. Everything else is fucking no good. Kind of rosy. All right, Elitist. On behalf of Bombs, myself, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash ACLEATS. Peace out, community. Thank you for listening.